Welcome to Let's Clear the Air, a podcast sponsored by the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center, dedicated to educating listeners about allergies, asthma, and immunology. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Let's Clear the Air. I have Dr. Nick Klinsky with me here today. You've been on the show a couple of times, um, but today we're really excited to kind of dive a little deeper about asthmatics. So super excited to hear what you have to say. So again, thank you for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. So winter is approaching. It's getting cold. We were talking about that earlier. Oh yeah. I think it's here for sure. It's here. So what can um, asthmatics expect this winter? So for some people and especially people with asthma, they can experience tightness in the chest when exposure to cold air, if they go outside, um, that cold air can sometimes irritate the chest and the the lungs and it causes the lungs to kind of become hypersensitive and then there's some bronchial constriction where the airways become tight it makes difficult it makes breathing difficult and that's really why it's important to know that that's a potential thing that can happen I think that ways to prevent that would be to regularly follow up with your allergist or your uh, primary care physician, whoever it is that's taking care of your asthma, make sure that they know what medications that you're on, that you stay on the correct medications, you know how to use your medications to prevent you from really having symptoms during you know, the cold time of the year. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are excited to hear what they can do indoors as well. Most definitely, yeah. So some things that you can do to decrease this risk of some of these symptoms that you may have in the cold, such as cough, chest tightness, wheezing. If you can limit your time in the cold, you know, of course, that's definitely ideal. If you're going to go outside, and especially if you're going to exercise, it's really important to try and warm up your lungs before going outside. If you are going to go outside, maybe wear something like a scarf around your face. Anything that you can do to warm that air prior to it entering into the upper airway, the nose and the lungs, uh, I think that that's very beneficial. Um, Other things that you want to try to do if you can is try to consciously breathe through your nose as opposed to through your mouth. That way it gives the air an opportunity to warm, and that way when it reaches the lungs, it's a little bit moisturized, it's warmer, and it's there's going to be a lower risk for that air to cause that irritation of the lungs and cause them to kind of clamp down and constrict. So if someone's wanting to go out for a morning run and it's below 20 degrees, you would definitely suggest them putting on like a turtleneck, just dressed warm. But they're probably going to ask you, hey, it's going to get hot out there. So what are some other things I can do? Right. So... I would think that if it's going to be that cold, ideally, if you could work out inside, I think that that would be that'd be great. Um, other things that would be beneficial is is using their medications like a albuterol inhaler, 15 minutes before the exercise. I think that's going to be another thing that's very beneficial. Of course, you need to have your rescue medication with you. I think that that's going to be important to remember. And then, of course, if you are going to exercise indoors or if everyone is going to move from outdoors to indoors or if, especially if animals are going to be going indoors, I think it's really important for someone to have that knowledge and establish whether they're allergic or not. Because, of course, if you're an asthmatic, especially a, a child asthmatic, 80% or so are going to have allergic sensitization to aeroallergens such as cat, dog, dust mite. And so you may think that you're doing the right thing by pulling that child inside with the animal Uh, for an extended amount of time. However, if that animal is usually an outdoor animal and comes inside, and if they're allergic, you may actually see the asthma get worse, even though you're back inside. So that's really important to establish. 
I think that seeing a board-certified, fellowship-trained allergist and getting the appropriate testing, the appropriate treatment plan together, I think that these are the best ways to pr protect anybody um, from asthma flares. Absolutely, and the spring will be coming before you know it too, so you've already got these patients that are learning how to deal with their asthma. Should they continue on with those same regimens? Yes, they, they most definitely should. Um, I think that education is really key, and so talking with your physician about an asthma action plan, knowing exactly what to do, what medications to be on, and how to use them in the appropriate setting, I think is really key. And then, of course, environmental control measures, again, going back to education and spending time with your physician, walking through things that you can do at home to really decrease your risk, both, both for allergies and for asthma. So what are some things that they can do indoors to improve their asthma? So indoors, um, is, we'll use the situation for if someone is allergic, um, say they're allergic to dust mites, which is the most common thing that people are allergic to, they can get a dehumidifier for the bedroom. You want the humidity to be below 40%. Also, if that individual is mold allergic, that's also going to be beneficial as well. You can get dust mite proof encasements that go over the box, spring mattress and pillow, and then sheets and pillowcases go over top. And then wash bedding and sheets at least once a week in the hottest temperature possible. Um, if you are indoors and if it's cold outside, using a wood-burning stove may also make asthma worse. So I think that's important to remember, having everything very well ventilated. Um, if the air gets very, very dry, so too dry, that can also make asthma worse. Um, mold is another problem. Uh, it can also peak you know, during certain times of the year, typically the spring and the fall. But mold is still present all throughout the year. And so if someone's moving indoors or you have some more time in, say, a, an, an older, um, potentially moldy basement, you know, that's something that you'd want to look out for is mold allergy as well. Um, so there's a lot of different factors in there, which is why I think it's, again, so important to talk to, you know, your physician about these things. Yeah. So for somebody that was outside playing and they want to run back in and get warm, is that going to also trigger asthma? So going back and forth to those extreme So it, it it can but really going from cold to warm like if you're doing worse outside that is a good thing okay so I think it's good to go back in where it's warm but that temperature change sometimes for certain individuals can definitely cause there to be like an acute flare where they might all of a sudden have some shortness of breath or cough, but then that's typically going to be relieved by their rescue inhaler. Um, but yeah, that temperature change can definitely happen. Usually though, it's going from warm to cold. So if you go from indoors to outdoors, that first couple of deep breaths where you feel that, you know, need to cough or feel that chest discomfort, that's classic asthma right there for a lot of people. Okay, so what steps can you do um, here at the Allergy Asthma and Sinus Center to treat a patient with asthma? So, of course, we get a very thorough history on the first uh, day, and we go through a, a full physical exam, and then after that, we would get them to do what's called a spirometry or breathing test, and that measures their lung function. We do other tests that measure airway inflammation, and then, of course, establishing where, whether they're allergic or not. That way we can kind of identify their risks and prevent a future exacerbation. And then we're going to get them on an individualized treatment plan, go through their medication, how to use it, when to use it, of course, address any questions, and then have regular follow-up. You know, I think that 
education and regular follow-up is absolutely key. And then those are probably the two most effective ways that you can prevent an asthma flare during any time of the year. So there's no reason for someone to suffer in the winter with asthma? Absolutely not. Come on in and we'll definitely uh, help everybody out the best that we absolutely can. Okay, great. Well, thank you again for being here. And I know I'm going to make sure I'm staying up to date with my asthma medication this winter. That's great to hear. Hey, thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Clear the Air. Please consider following this podcast. And remember, if you want helpful and accurate information about allergies and asthma, our allergy experts are here to clear the air.